0: The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, and from boosted parlay, same game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. Winbet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamingpodcast.com slash winbet at sportsgamingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your $100 free bet today. Yes, sir. We are back here with another edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You know me, you know the voice, you know the guy. It's me, really real, villain, real, Terrell Furman Jr. at your service. And I got my partner in picks with me, my guy, Scott Studio Reichel. Scott, what's going on?
1: Doing pretty well. Looking forward to going through these Friday games. I know that there weren't many games yesterday, and yet one game was really, really entertaining The other one was entertaining for about five minutes, but then the Nuggets ended up blowing the game open again. But overall, two high-scoring games. One game was just pure chaos. And uh, yeah, if you had the over, you had a good time no matter what on both games.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think we gave out over on both games too. Just felt like we liked points. Golden State, not what they were defensively to start this season. And I mean... Is it the Mike Brown effect? Mike Brown did leave. It could be the Mike Brown effect. but
1: uh, I I, I have a take on their defense, but I'll let you (laughs) do the speculating first. Yeah,
0: no, no, no. It's just, you know, how everybody would be as soon as somebody disappears and something falls off, they're like, oh, my God, it was this person. No, their defense just isn't there to start the season right now, and uh, they're having issues, and it was a really, well, it still is a really tough road trip they got. Uh, the Pelicans later on. But I'm I'm not worried about this Warriors team. I think that if you like their win total or you like them to win a championship, now you're getting them at a reduced price. But I have no quarrels about this Warriors team.
1: Yeah, I think the title part's a little bit of an overreaction if you're really concerned that they won't win the title because they're struggling in the middle of you know October, November. Nobody <laughs> yeah. cares. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, if you remember... LeBron, when he originally joined the Heat, they were 9-8. and eight. Like, yeah. Then they just hit a gear, and I know they didn't win the title that year, but they still had a deep run. The point is, it's too early to really tell how much the team's going to struggle long-term. You mentioned the Mike Brown effect kind of half-joking. I will mm-hmm. at least bring up one player whose stock, I believe, has risen more than arguably any other player, and he hasn't played a game yet this season. Is Gary Payton the second? Yeah, 100%. I think it was, think it was, yeah. think it was crucial.
0: For I forgot team. about it. Yeah.
1: And we saw them overcome the injury that he had. Dylan Brooks basically tried to kill him in a playoff game, and he ended up missing about a series and a half. But still... <laughs> you guys are so dramatic. Um, I know. I'm joking. But still, uh, <laughs> what, what, what happened? He fractured his elbow, I think, in that, in that fall. Yeah. And he ended up missing a decent amount of time. Then he yeah. came back. He was really the perfect piece for this Golden State defense because he was the opposite of everybody else on the team. He could really impact the defense while just not being totally atrocious offensively. And that was good enough. That was the uh, yin to everybody to everybody's yang. And now that he's not there, they really are missing that perimeter defender that can just disrupt any type of opposing offensive possession. Mm-hmm. And Gary Payton II has yet to play for Portland. That's why I kind of brought it up. But when you're talking about you know golden state running it back and bringing everybody back it seems like they the one piece that got away might have been the biggest unsung hero of the team he was really really impactful defensively and it seems like with him not being there anymore they're really struggling to find that stopper on the perimeter because i know barkley and clay had, had issues in some you know back and forth comments in the media clay's not that guy anymore And it seems like they really don't have that true lockdown perimeter defender. And that's what Gary Payton would have been. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my main takeaway. I just think Gary Payton II's value to the roster was extremely understated. And it's become extremely obvious now because of how bad they've been defensively without him.
0: And that's why I'm kind of buying into this Portland Trailblazers team just to kind of switch gears real quick. They're not even at full strength. They're playing these games at half strength. Dame's been out for the past couple of games. Like they're they're not playing these games at full strength. And this Trailblazers team still looks pretty solid. We'll talk about them a little bit later. But when Dame is back and Gary Trent Jr. Gary Payton Jr. is back, then it's it's gonna be pretty, pretty interesting for this team.
1: Yeah, I think Portland is a team that I had questions about mainly because of durability. And Willard got hurt. So I guess that part I wasn't totally wrong about. But I wasn't sure if one guy could drastically impact the defense for the team enough to turn this into a respectable defensive unit. I think I just overestimated how bad this team would be defensively in general. Yeah, because they look, totally they're, they're solid.
0: They yeah, they're not, solid. Like,
1: they're not bad, bad. I thought they'd be a bottom five defensive team no matter what. No, yeah. And they're, they not. Are doing like, they're all not that right bad. And one. I also had questions about Billups because. I didn't think he could coach, or at least I wasn't totally certain if he could coach because last year's team was a train wreck, and Willard got hurt, and they traded McCollum and there's really no way to fully evaluate. Mm-hmm. I think he's actually not a bad coach from what I've seen in the very limited action with a healthy roster. Mm-hmm. That Portland team—they're not going to win a title. They're not going to win a division. They probably won't make it. They probably won't make it out of the first round. But they're not bad, and I do think Gary Payton is a very nice complimentary piece because he is a really, really impactful defensive player in a way that a lot of players around the league are not.
0: What I'll say about Portland is I think that they're about to go back to being that kind of three seed in the West Portland where they win a really a lot of regular season games. They're able to do really, really good in regular season. It may not translate over to the postseason, but this Portland team looks like prime to win games. How and it really goes back to the fact that everybody on that team last year basically got a red shirt year being a starter. And mm-hmm. so now they have that experience and you bring in you know bring Dame back, you bring Peyton Jr. in there and he changes Grant. them. Yeah, Jeremy Grant. Yeah. Bring in Jeremy Grant. Like this team looks a lot better. I mean, I was slightly bullish on them. I know we were uh, concerned about injuries, but I was slightly bullish on them going into the season. But they really, really do look the part, and we can't wait to see this team at full strength for sure. I'm
1: still gonna have to wait to see how long Willard's gonna be out for, and if anything lingers from this injury. Mm-hmm. But assuming they stay relatively healthy for the rest of the year, I'm not gonna say top three seed. I'll give them top five, top six seed. Like I thought, best case they'd be a play in team. I think their ceiling's a lot higher than that.
0: I think this is gonna be one of my favorite teams against the spread. I just don't see how I can fade them
1: and they're home against court, the spread Definitely this season. a solid home court, so they should yeah. be a good home team.
0: Yeah, I don't see how I can fade them against the spread this season when they're at full strength. Like if they're getting points, I'm gonna be interested in Portland every time.
1: They're good. Yeah. All
0: right. Before we get into the breakdown, gotta to talk to you about Winbet because Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. You Look, they give you everything you need. They have the win bet casino. They have same-game parlays. You win, build your own bet. You can do that. We do that all the time over on the NBA Gambling Podcast and on the Sports Gambling Podcast. whole bunch of football, build your own bets. I might have to try to bring that over to the NBA side. I haven't done a build-your-own bet for NBA yet, so I might cook something up during this episode. And, I mean, promos, payouts, everything you need, live in-game odds. And if you sign up today, you can get you can bet $100 to get a $100 free bet. So much truth, from. all you have to do is head over to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. All such changed change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 on an older and present in the state. where play to the win bet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Let's go ahead and get into the slate here. We have first up on the docket, the Brooklyn Nets traveling to play the Washington Wizards, homecoming for Kevin Durant. Minus three is the line for the Wizards right now. 223 is the total injury report here, and I see Seth Curry is ruled out for this game. Kyrie Irving has been suspended by the league, and I guess we should start with that. Uh, ben Simmons also out, so no Seth Curry, no Ben Simmons, no Kyrie Irving because Kyrie Irving has been suspended by the Nets organization. I said the league earlier. I meant the Nets organization. He's been suspended for at least five games, could be more, depending if he apologizes, it looks he, like. He
1: did apologize on – I forgot what platform it was. I know Shams tweeted it out. It might have been Instagram. might have been something, but it was relayed on Twitter. Kyrie did give a written apology. I don't know if that's going to stand because I'm sure people might want an actual, you know, vocal apology. But yeah. no matter how long he's going to be suspended, he's not playing tonight. He's not playing the next four games after that. The only question yeah. is, is he ever going to play for the Nets again? That's really the only question remaining.
0: I think he will. I don't think I
1: he will, too. That but that's really the only question left because he's guaranteed five games. Yeah. Uh-
0: I don't even feel like getting into the Kyrie situation, to be I honest. Don't, I don't think
1: there's anything that really is worth being set, needing to be said about the overall reason for the suspension and stuff like that because it's a gambling show. Yeah, And everyone's going to have their own opinion about the issue. However, I do think it is worth discussing from a betting perspective and how Kyrie is going to be out indefinitely, how it's going to be a distraction for the rest of the team. I think that part we can still have a discussion about I whether or not people it. think he should be suspended or not. So... I made a future bet yesterday as a Nets fan. I bet on the Nets to miss the playoffs at plus 260. And there were a couple reasons why. First of all, it was plus 310. Then it went down to plus 260 at the same book. I was really pissed off, but I ended up betting it anyway. (laughs) I don't like anything about this team. And you look for the box checking for potential dumpster fires. And last year, the Lakers checked a lot of those boxes. This year, you look for what this team does badly. And you probably want at least one or two things this team does at a bottom three, bottom five level. The Nets are dead last in defensive efficiency, and -hmm. they're dead last in rebounding. So they are awful in two, I'd say, in at least two phases of the game. The other phase is offense. They run a heavy isolation system. They have a temporary coach who might be there for a while because you don't know when Udoka is going to be the coach, and there's a lot of other distractions going on with the coaching staff right now. Mm -hmm. But offensively, Kyrie was still putting up a bunch of great stats. And even if you don't like him as a person, you don't like what he's done recently, what he's done on the court's been undeniable this year. He's been really, really good. Mm -hmm. And I think the fact that the Nets don't have much depth, you're looking at their projected starting point guard in the absence of Kyrie, it's either Patty Mills or Edmund Sumner. Like this is really disastrous. Sumner's been really good this year. Sumner's, Sumner's been good been really this year. Good I like them. like them at Xavier for the record. Yeah, I'm Still. super excited
0: about him. He's the point really good is,
1: I do think you're looking at this roster, and their bench is a is a train wreck. I mean, Cam Thomas has demanded trades cryptically through Instagram because that's a cool thing to do. But even random bench players are demanding Don't be an old trades. Head. I mean, well, I he's think not Kong's, a random
0: bitch player. He's not a random bitch player. He, he should be Kent playing. Thomas is not but a random still
1: player. the point is there's a lot of he has he just, has
0: there is some claim, like there's some claim he has there of why he's not getting minutes and how good he is. There is a claim there. I will agree.
1: I agree. I agree with the claim. I think he should be playing more. I'm just saying that you're also having bench players who are demanding trades or trying to say they bench don't want to be players there talking like
0: starters. I hate it.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of just serious distractions a lot of me personalities on the team they can't rebound they can't defend and I think the rotation is garbage so when you're asking what I think is going to happen with this team is there a chance they just blow the whole thing up because I think that there's an underrated chance that maybe that happens in about two months I think that this team could really consider hitting the ultimate you know, bomb emoji. They just absolutely just blow the whole thing up. You have any thoughts on this? Because I think 260 to miss the playoffs for all the turmoil right now is a joke.
0: I mean, would you be surprised if they traded Kyrie for a bag of Skittles?
1: I don't know what team would take Kyrie right now, to be honest with you. The Lakers. Is he worth the baggage? I don't even know if the Lakers would take him at this point. Yeah.
0: No, I think I think people would take them. I think they'll let this stuff blow over. Like, I'm, I I I think they'll let it blow over. And I think that somebody would take them, especially somebody like the Lakers, who are desperately desperate, like to do anything. So
1: even though I mean, actually been decent for the last couple of games off the bench, you think they would still consider swallowing all the distractions yeah. that's associated with Kyrie?
0: Yeah, yeah, if they could get some type of deal, if some, some type of deal where they get Kyrie and they can work out the cap situation because I know that's going to be a big thing. Mm-hmm. Or if they just say, fuck it, and pay the luxury tax. But I don't think that they're trying to do that like the Warriors are yeah. doing that. Well,
1: well even if then, we toss the Lakers out, is there any other team that you think would actually be willing to embrace the Kyrie chaos? Because I really don't think there are many other teams that want to deal with the circus. At this point, hmm. at least.
0: Yeah, I mean, not right at this point in time. Not right now. But if you're talking me get so closer, the Lakers I think it's something. more of a uh, trade deadline. I think it's more of a trade deadline okay. thing. And when that cut, like trade deadline, that's when somebody is like, oh, yeah, we have a chance for a title. This All this stuff has blown over. It was months ago. Nobody's talking about it for real. Let's go ahead and make the move for him. I know we're going to have some bad PR for a couple of days, but it's all right because we're going to have a chance to win a
1: championship. So I'll ask uh, it this way. If you had to price the Nets to miss the playoffs, not including playing. They have to get out of the play and be in the actual bracket. What price would you have on the make and miss playoffs? Because last night, the yes was like minus 320, minus 330. Yeah. I
0: think it's a pretty pretty solid price. I I think it's a pretty solid price, and you just got to – I mean you can't set it you can't set it too low because everybody's coming in on yes, but you can't set it too high because then you're really gonna be pissed. I think that three to one was a solid price. And if you're bookmakers, you're just praying to whoever you pray to that Kyrie gets back on the on the court soon. Like that's really it.
1: We also haven't dealt with the KD injury arc of the season yet, because it's coming. He's got an injury like every year since the (laughs) series injury. So (laughs) this is
0: like this feels like Sean's (laughs) Sean's Christian McCaffrey is going to get injured call. It feels like the exact same thing.
1: I'm I'm just saying the point is if if the Nets can't win with Kyrie and KD this season because the defense and the rebounding are so bad, and now Kyrie's out indefinitely, that's not great. And if KD gets hurt too, this team could be a lottery team. The problem is I think they have like a pick swap with Houston, so I don't know who would get whose pick, but I don't think there's anything to like about this team right now. And I think if you were asking me what the price should be, I think it should be closer to 2-1 to one to miss. Maybe 180. I think this team's actually a disaster right now. Yeah. So I jumped on it. I took it. As for this game, kind of to segue back in, I'm going to take the Wizards. I got them last night at minus 2. I know that you can argue it might be an overreaction because I believe the line opened up at plus 1 before the Kyrie news came out, and yeah, now dude. it's moved about 4 points. I don't really care because Seth Curry... Is still injured, so that's another key guard they probably need a lot with Kyrie not playing. Yep. The Wizards are fifth in rebounding rate. They're going to kill this team on the glass. They're going to absolutely dominate on the glass throughout this game, whether it involves Porzingis. I don't mind a Kuzma double-double tonight. They're just a good rebounding unit. I'll ask you again. Do the Nets do anything well? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious, because it no. offensively was the only thing you could argue, and with Heaven Kyrie ran. being out, they're extremely hampered. What do yeah, they do no. well right now? Kevin Durant, that's it. That's it. That's what I'm saying. And even with Durant, they were losing games to Indiana.
0: You're missing Kyrie, Ben Simmons, and Seth Curry. It's. I mean, I am i can't back that team. Even with Kevin Durant, I can't back that team like that. Just give me the Wizards, minus three.
1: That's what I got. I'm not going to spend much time on it, but I thought it was worth circling back in. There's no way I'm going to bet the Nets here. I can't.
0: Yeah, and maybe it's a spot that they sneak up and everybody kind of rallies And, I mean, I can see that point of view and that narrative that everybody rallies behind the team and, you know, no Kyrie for a foreseeable future, everybody kind of next man up mentality. Yeah, I 100% see that narrative. I just can't bet it. Wizards minus three.
1: I thought about that narrative, but I feel like that narrative usually applies to a very good reason with missing games. Like if a player gets hurt, you can circle the wagons and say, you know, that's our guy. He got hurt. We got to do it whatever we well, can. What I'll
0: say, well. what I'll say, this, what I will say is this that there are a lot of people that think Kyrie had a, a pretty good reason. Like Kyrie came out and said what he said, but there's a lot of people behind the scenes, and we all know this. It's a lot of people behind the scenes that feel the exact same way as him. And so it very well could be something similar to that
1: course. It could be, I'm just saying, when you usually talk about teammates rising up. To overcome, yeah, it's like injury, it's like yeah. injury-based. It's something that's not a debatable reason for missing yeah. the game. No, no, I understand. I'm not sure if Kyrie even has a good relationship with his teammates because of all the distractions they've dealt with. The fact that he didn't get vaccinated and a lot of players on the roster had to play without him, and he might have potentially costed them a playoff run. I doubt it, but that could be an argument that some people make. I don't know if this is really a spot where the teammates are going to. Play well without him and use him as a rallying cry because of the reason for the suspension and the reason why he's not playing. So, some players might agree with him, some might not. It's a massive distraction, and Kyrie's kind of been a distraction with this franchise for over a year and a half at this point. I don't know if his teammates actually like him. I'm just gonna throw it out there. I don't know. I think they like him. They might. They over, might. Over
0: under. But, over under at two twenty three. Uh, I'm going over. I'm not taking under with this
1: next team. I'm going to lean to the over as well, but I'll go to Washington team total over. I don't yeah, know what we're going to expect play. from the
0: Nets. I'm supposed to be looking at it. I don't I'm know
1: what distracted. we're going to expect from the Nets. Well, I can tell you from the number alone, it should be like one thirteen, one thirteen and a half. Totals two twenty three. They're favored by three, so it should be one thirteen, one thirteen and a half. But
0: home team. Yep, it is one twelve and a half minus one ten. Yeah, give me an over on that. Yeah. All right. Pretty easy there. Next game on the slate, we have the Cleveland Cavaliers going to play the Detroit Pistons on the road, laying six on the road for the Cavs. 220 is the total over here, clicking over injuries for this Detroit and Cleveland game. We have Darius Garland, who's questionable. Uh, Dylan Windler is out. Donovan Mitchell is questionable. And Raul Nieto is questionable. And then for Detroit, we have Jalen Duran, who is probable with that ankle injury. Looks like he should go tonight. All right. Minus six for the Cavs against Detroit. Uh, I mean, Detroit's kind of been in games a little bit.
1: Except on back-to-backs or immediate yeah. rematches, but they've been okay besides. Yeah, that.
0: On, the, on the back-to-backs and immediate rematches, they've been terrible, but... Uh, they they got some rest before this game. I think the in, I think the interior is still going to be even with Duran coming back and coming off the bench. I think they still have some serious issues on the interior of the basket of uh, the game for them. Like they just don't have the bigs or the system just to be able to protect the paint, be a really really good rebounding team. And if you're going up against Jared Allen or Evan Mobley, you're going to have to be able to challenge those guys down low and I just don't know if Isaiah Stewart or Jalen Duran can really get that done and Duran'll
1: probably be on limited minutes.
0: Um, yeah, for sure. And I mean, after Duran, what is that Nerlens Noel like? So, uh, I, I
1: might have forgotten he was on Detroit if I'm being honest. <laughs> um I'm on I'm on the Cavs here. The Cavs are real. Yeah,
0: good. it feels chalky. It feels it really chalky, but the Cavs are really good, man. And We're
1: also on the bandwagon of Dwayne Casey next coach fired though. So, I feel like Yeah, you're right. Okay with- you're right. You're right. You know, a bit of chalk there because we just think Detroit's a ticking time bomb at this point. But I think Cleveland, the main question they had going into last game particular, what was Darius Garland's role going to be with this team? Because he was a ball-dominant point guard last year. Mm -hmm. Then Mitchell showed up. You know, Mitchell wants the ball in his hands all the time. And Mm -hmm. I thought there'd be some issue. And (laughs) then Garland came back against the Celtics of all teams, who are one of the better teams in the league. And Garland just went off and they won an overtime, it got a little bit hectic late. They should have won it in regulation. It doesn't matter. They won the game. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Garland and Mitchell have already shown signs of coexisting properly and even well together mm-hmm. with the front court of Mobley and with Allen. they're To anchor really them game. defensively? Like, they like, anchor them really defensively.
0: Yeah. The they only they, issue they hide – like, yeah. I'm just saying they hide Donovan Mitchell on defense. They and Okoro really- as
1: well is also a very good defensive player who they can use to kind of hide Mitchell as well. The only concern right now is just relying on Karis Silvert to, to be one of your main like, bench guys because I still think he's a bit too streaky at times. But this Cavs roster is really good. This Pistons mm-hmm. roster I like, but they're not gelling properly. They're not a great rebounding team. Bench-wise, they're not great either. I know Killian Hayes, one of their main top picks from a, a couple of years ago, has been an absolute disaster. He barely plays anymore because he's been that bad. I'm going to go with Cleveland. I like the roster too much, and the chemistry is already showing signs of true growth. This mm-hmm. team could be scary in the East. I think they're that good.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm. I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. I'm on Cleveland here. And I was trying to make the case for Detroit. I felt like I, I could, but... Uh, if, they, if they
1: switch coaches before the game, maybe we can have a discussion. But uh, I'm yeah. not. I'm not backing Dwayne Casey. I, I think he's or I think he's just a bad coach at this point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can't. All right. Total set at 220. Oh, and real quick to go back. ATS. Uh Cleveland is six and one. ATS. Detroit four and five. Okay. Back to the total though. Five and two for the over for Cleveland. We have Detroit. Wait, where did Detroit just go? just oh yeah detroit six and three to the over so both teams going and i kind of really do like an over in this game i think that this is you know this just kind of feels like the stars kind of come out in detroit and you have you know so a good production game from the backcourt when you talk about jayton Ivey, you talk about uh, Kay cunningham but you also have and e- even though uh uh Boyard in there mm-hmm. and then you also talk about The other side of the ball and everything the Cavs have put together, it just feels like it could be a lot of points in this one. So I'll go ahead and and play towards the over.
1: It's another team total spot for me. Cleveland defensively can still do whatever they want inside the paint because you have Allen and Mobley who are incredible. Detroit defensively is an absolute mess. And when your main rim protector is going to be Stewart and you're looking at Boyan in the starting lineup and he's an atrocious defender. I mean, Utah... Gobert hated him more than any other player because he couldn't guard anybody last year. But I just think defensively this team for Detroit is, let's just say, a work in progress to be nice. I'll go with Cleveland team total over because with all those weapons, they really could score 120 by themselves and nobody would be surprised.
0: Yeah, you're right. All right. Uh, real quick, let's go to LG in the chat. It said Cavs minus six. Darius Garland assist and double double along with Jared Allen rebounds. Thoughts? The uh, double double,
1: I'm not sure about for Garland, but I definitely like it for Allen and company. I think yeah. Allen should be in a good spot to go for like 15 and 14, something like that. Yeah, I think I'm gonna wait
0: on Darius Garland props, and I I guess it's really easy to say that, but
1: it was I, one game. Yeah, I he's need, had I one game.
0: I, I want to get a sample size of what he, what this offense looks like because that could have just been the Darius Garland go-off game. What if this is the Darius Garland? I'm the point guard, and I'm just dished everybody off assist game. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I got to wait and see what Darius Garland does. But Jared Allen rebounds, yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right, let's go on to the next game of the slate. We have the Miami Heat. Going to play the Indianapolis Pacers, not Indianapolis, the Indiana Pacers. I am stuck in football mode. Heat playing the Indiana Pacers, minus three and a half for the Heat. 226 and a half is the total injury report here. And we have Nikola Jovic, who is out. We have Jimmy Butler, who is out. Bam Adebayo, who is questionable. And for Indiana Aaron Nesmith, who is questionable with the foot injury. I mean, we're we're getting back to land points with the heat on the road, and that's always a questionable spot for me.
1: And they're very short-handed.
0: Very, very shorthanded. Uh So my issue with Indiana is just defensively they're just Mm -hmm. not there. They don't they don't try, and it's Rick Carlisle's.
1: Miles Turner has helped a little bit with that, but yeah,
0: yeah, he has, he has, but I'm um I like the Miami. Yeah, I like the over, and I was just about to say that I like the over because Miami's just been so bad against three. And that's what Indiana loves to do. And if you give Indiana a bunch of chances from three, they're definitely going to take them and, you know, convert on a number of them. I, I think that this is a sleepy spot for Miami. I think this is a sleepy spot for Miami. And I'm getting some places I'm getting four. You might even find some four and a halves. So honestly, I'm going to just take the points from Indiana. I think Indiana has been a scrappy team and they've been able to keep teams you know, really, really close in games and Miami at this part in the season hasn't been able to pull away from a lot of teams in this part of the season. They kind of let teams hang around. They let the the Raptors co- cover a couple of three and a halves, fours. Like they let the Rap not the Raptors, the uh, the Kings cover at home the other day. Like the Heat have been letting a lot of teams hang around. It's just because they haven't locked in. Like a lot of teams haven't locked in defensively this season yet. And so it takes some time to get that stuff going. I think that's just something happening with the Heat right now. Plus, they're short-staffed. Yeah, I think I'm going to just go Indiana and the points here.
1: I was trying to find a prop on the leading score in the game just to see if I could find some nice plus money. I was going to take a flyer on – I mean, Halliburton should be one of the favorites, but I was going to consider him maybe a flyer on Mathurin. Probably yeah. find double digits because he's a bench player, but I think Matherin has a decent shot of going for a big game here. I like the over. I do agree with you about Indiana, though. The Heat with Heat culture, if you believe in it or not, they're usually good at surviving the absence of big players. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they're only three and a half or four against an Indiana team that's been actively tanking, Indiana <laughs> has not <laughs> been that bad this year. No, I they haven't. Halliburton's a very, very good player. There's no debate in that. Matherin is as good as I thought he was going to be. I was a huge Matherin guy in Arizona. I think he's good. Jalen Smith's been a pretty pleasant surprise with this roster. Uh, I just think that if you're looking at cohesion, we know even though the Pacers are bad, the fans always show up in Indiana because what else is they supposed to do in Indiana on a Friday night? So the fans will be there, but <laughs> I'm going to go with the Pacers here. It's a spot where I just feel like the Heat prove that they can at full strength compete. They beat the Warriors. They beat the Kings. Nice buzzer beater there or game winner by Hero. I think that it's a spot where the heat might just roll over and Indiana decides, you know what? Yeah, we can actually win this game. Let's go. And I think they'll end up pushing the pace. I like the over here. I don't know which center is going to be starting for Miami, Mm -hmm. but give me the double double prop on who whichever center is going to be starting. Like this is a prime Yurt seven game, even though he's injured. Like if he was healthy, I would have slammed the double double at like three to one. But I can't. Do yeah. They still have Dwayne Deadman? Like, who's their star? Yeah,
0: Dwayne Dwayne Dedman is still there.
1: Give me the double double on, on Dedman if I could find him.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: it makes too much sense, you know. Spot start. I, I, I think that he can read, yeah.
0: I mean, it bam doesn't go, yeah, 100%. But this was this would have definitely, and I'm not gonna lie, is Yurtsman like out for an extended period of time? Still, I
1: have no idea. But I love. I didn't that see guy. his he, name. He was just walk into 15 rebounds as a spot starter. He was like the best.
0: Last yeah, week. I'm gonna have to go look, and I don't see his name here on the injury report. I'm gonna have to go look into it and see if he's available. Then Yurtsman is a name that you should definitely be looking at. All right, total set at 226 and a half. Is over. there anything scaring you off the over?
1: Like, Yurtsvin's officially out. So he's not okay. going to play. He's an ankle uh-huh. injury. But uh, the point is, Deadman, if you can find a line on him, you probably won't be able to find a line on him. But if you can, I'd probably look at a double-double price. should be decent. Be Assuming Bam doesn't play. I'm on the over. Indiana wants to run. Miami now is going to be using uh, potentially a small ball lineup. You're going to have Duncan Robinson playing a lot of minutes. He can't guard anybody. So that's going to help out the over. I like the over. You have a young team and a team that should be a little bit shorthanded, relying more on the guards. Give me points. I like a track meet in this one.
0: All right. Next game on the slate, we have the New York Knickerbockers going to play the Philadelphia 76ers. Minus – this line has jumped since I made this graphic. Minus 3.5 for the 76ers. 2.19.5 is the total – I'm assuming Going. that means
1: Embiid's playing.
0: Maybe. Uh Embiid's questionable. Matisse Steible questionable. James Harden out.
1: Nothing just saying, because you said it went through it went up a point. According to reports here, it says that Embiid did go through shoot around on Friday. Okay. So I'm right. assuming I'm it's it. just assuming that it I'm assuming the line moved because they think Embiid's gonna play, if I had to guess.
0: Yeah. All right. Um yeah, and it's even gone up half a point to 220 on the total. Mm. So I don't trust the Knicks.
1: Just give me the Maxi over. I'm not going to overthink this. It's really a perfect scenario for Maxi to go nuclear for the next month.
0: Yeah, with and beats him out. out of
1: the lineup. Hardens out Harden's indefinitely. Out. You're you're going to see Maxi with the ball all the time. You could argue Maxi assists maybe if you think that the defense will start actually you know kind of crashing in on him. Maybe he can get his teammates involved. I know the Sixers coaching staff and the overall fans hate Tobias Harris, so the less shots (laughs) for him, the better. I think Maxie's going to keep doing what he does. He's been dropping basically 30 every game for the past week and change since Embiid's been injured. You can argue Embiid might have a big stat line here, but I wonder if he'll be on a minute restriction or what his story is going to be because he hasn't played in about a week. I think Maxie's in line for a huge game here. I don't mind Maxie 30-plus points. You can argue maybe 35-plus points. I know he had 44 against Toronto last Friday. I just think Maxi's a serious matching problem because of the speed and how nobody can stay in front of him. He really is going to have an even bigger green light than he's had for the past week, and that is dangerous. I like the over on Maxi props.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm on that. I like that. Uh, if I had to pick, I'm just taking I'm just taking 76ers minus three and a half. Uh, I'm I'm not going to think. I don't trust this New York Knicks team. Uh, and I, I feel I like the 76ers, the 76ers typically own the Knicks, like tip, like, like they normally just, no matter in their good years or bad years, they normally just kind of beat the shit out of the Knicks. Right?
1: Oh, if, if Embiid plays in this game, give me the under on like every Mitchell Robinson prop. Cause he's going to have four fouls in five minutes. Every yeah. time the Knicks face off against the yeah, 76ers, he's in foul yeah. trouble two minutes into the game. And that's he, how Jericho Sims,
0: and that's how Jericho Sims got a lot of action against them last year. And, you know, we realized that, Hey, Jericho Sims is a good guy that, Oh wow! Confusion. We don't see him that often. Uh, yeah, no. Give me. Yeah, give me the seven sixes here. They normally they typically own the Knicks. All right. Totals set at two twenty.
1: I don't know what to think of this game because Embiid playing is such an oxymoron for totals because, of course, he's Embiid and he can drop thirty in any game. The problem is they play so much slower when he's on the court because he can't run the floor, so he actually hurts the over. By playing, Mm -hmm. which and his transition defense, though, is pretty bad. So you could argue the Knicks should be able to push. I know you ranted about it last episode. I wasn't on Mm -hmm. the last episode. I don't know what to make of that Atlanta game. Because offensively, they fell apart. But defensively, they were atrocious, too. Yep. I think the Knicks have just been a pure over team so far this season. 4-2-1-1. I'm going to lean to the over. I don't feel great about it. My favorite play is maxi points. So I'm gonna I'm gonna look yeah. it over that way.
0: I'm I'm taking over because James Hart is not there to push the pace, and I think that Maxi will inadvertently push the pace a little bit faster than Joe B wants it to be. But yeah, I'll go ahead and I'll take over on there just because James Hart is not there.
1: And the Knicks defensively been a train wreck.
0: Yep, absolutely. Uh, props. Give me a ladder on Jalen Brunson today. <laughs> Start okay. me off at twenty and give me a ladder on Jalen Brunson day. Philadelphia guy. Coming back home, he typically plays well in Philadelphia. He dropped 24 the last game. Game before that, he had 11 off of the bench in like 20 minutes of action. He was 3 for 5, 11 points. So he typically has pretty good games against Philadelphia. First time in the Knicks jersey, uh, rivalry, grudge match type thing. Give me Jalen Brunson, just ladder his points all the way up for me. I'll kick it off at 20 for plus money, 25, 30. And I'll probably have a little parlay going on with him and Maxi both to have 30.
1: Yeah, I don't mind that. Uh, what are the odds on twenty five and
0: thirty? Uh, give me a second, and I will pull that up.
1: I'm assuming thirty is going to be like plus. I don't know, two fifty.
0: Yeah, so twenty five, we're at twenty five. I'm going to guess
1: like plus five fifty.
0: Plus five fifty for twenty five for Brunson.
1: Wait, 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 what? What's his regular point prop?
0: His regular prop is seventeen. Is sixteen and a half? So 25 you get pl- so you get twenty on plus. You get. 20 points is plus 168. I said 170.
1: That was going to be my guess. Okay. Yeah, but
0: that's for 20. Yeah. 25 is plus 550. And then they don't even give you an option for 30.
1: I can't believe that it's plus 550 for 25. That's an insane jump.
0: Real quick, quick rant. And I'm not giving anybody no free promo. So you can just try to figure out who I'm talking about. If the books are taking away the higher points props... Because they're afraid we're going to hit them. That's so lame. That is beyond lame. Do you know how much money they bring in? And you know how much money they make on suckers like us that go and parlay all these big ass points props? And you we're take only them away. When we lose.
1: We're sharp You take we them win.
0: away because you're afraid we're going to start hitting. Oh my gosh. Like, oh, I just can't believe it. That's like really insane. I should really have a 30 point prop here for Jalen Brunson but you know
1: the same book we're not going to discuss the name uh, ended up grading every first touchdown score yesterday as a loser even though the player that scored the first touchdown was not listed as a bettable option so I wonder if you they go. had
0: the, any other player did they have the, any other player option?
1: no they did not they oh not. yeah fuck you I don't believe they did. So uh, that was a bit of topic Sports of conversation. Game of-
0: well, let me just go You can ahead figure and- out
1: which book we're talking about. But the point is, there's some books that have shady Let me
0: toss that at practices. the bottom of the
1: screen. So keep that in mind. Other but books. Either all way, books I didn't realize Brunson 25 plus was going to be plus 550. Because I assumed in my head, from my experience with the book, it was going to be like plus 170 for 20 plus. And it was exactly like plus 168. I thought that 25 to one, I mean, so I thought, i sorry, I thought that 25 points would be like 350, maybe as a ceiling. 550 yeah. for 25, I got to auto bet that. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, there's no way I'm, that's on my card tonight. So, hey, we'll see. Maybe somebody will at me later saying that we hit the bet. All right.
1: I'm going to bet that, though, that I can promise you
0: hundred percent. Ah, fucking hate. Oh
1: my gosh. That just pissed me off. I hate, hate off. shady practices though. You yes, so it's so shady. It so, you make so, so much shady. money as it is. You don't have to scheme people out. Yes, like look, give us this. Give us this. All right. Give next the people game, what they want. Get next game on
0: the slate. We have the Chicago Bulls at the Boston Celtics. Minus seven for the Celtics. Two twenty three and a half is the total. Going to an injury report here. I promise you I could give a shit less. But... Uh, the Kobe White is doubtful for this game. Andre Drummond is out for this game.
1: I know where I'm going with this, with this, when these props, when you just mentioned the injury report, we can't avoid it, right? I mean, you can say it. I'm Vucevic rebounds. Yeah. I mean I, I mean, I can't I, avoid it. My, I mean, it's you back the centers. It's the centers against
0: the Celtics. But like. You
1: backed the birthday boy. First meeting. He had 23 rebounds. Now, Drummond's yeah, out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying Drummond's a great player, but he's a good rebounder and he would take minutes away from Vucevic. I don't even know who their backup center is right now with Drummond being out of the lineup because he was brought in solely to be the backup center. No, so, they don't have one. They don't. That's have my one. point. You might see an uptick in minutes for Vucevic, and he should play a lot anyway because he dominated the first game against Boston. His rebounding number, I mentioned I like the over against the Nets. I know he went over. I believe he had 15 rebounds. But I'm looking at the rebounds for Vucevic. Maybe alternative. I think he could go for 15-plus here. But the Bulls won the first meeting, so I know that they can actually match up decently against the Celtics. I do think you're looking at a spot where Vucevic could have another big game on the glass. Give me the rebounds for him. I'm leaning Boston. I oh, know, sorry, I'm leaning uh, Chicago. Chicago yeah. beat them head to head. Levine and DeRozan should be playing. I think the scoring depth is good enough to match up with Boston's, and I think that Chicago should have a massive advantage on the glass. So give me Chicago plus the seven.
0: I'm not taking the Celtics, so just give me Chicago plus seven. I'm not taking the Celtics, even though I do think this is a good spot for them. I'm not taking the Celtics. Uh, Chicago plus seven. I'm more on the props for the – well, let's talk about total real quick. Two twenty three and a half. and a half. How are these two teams against spread? I mean, not against spread, but on the number of the total this year, Boston is four and three, and Chicago is four and five. So, eh. All
1: right. But, by the way, this is going to annoy you even more. So Vucevic's rebounds at 11 and a half. The overs minus 130. Sure. I'm not going to say no to that. He had 23 okay. in the first meeting. Okay. Do you want to guess what Vucevic's price is for 14 plus rebounds? No. What? It's not there. It was a what? trick oh. question. It's oh,
0: fuck them. Like, that's there. fucking lame. Like, that is so lame. He it's just had 20. Like, why do you not have a 14 plus prop for him? That is fucking. And his number set at 11.
1: It's, it's set at 11 and a half. You don't even have 14 available. Either like, way, total, I think this is really absurd, but I like the over on his rebounds. The total went over
0: last time. And I mean, it makes sense because in this part of the season, Boston can't guard a thing. I'm really trying to find a way not to bet the over, but. I, I mean I guess I guess it's more of a of a popular play. And I understand. Maybe, maybe for this game, you know, the Celtics kind of lock in at home defensively. They just played this team not too long ago. I do like fading, you know, the under when they just played a team not too long ago. I'll go ahead and back in under, but Boston does not help me with the cause at all. And maybe I'll just take a Boston team total, a Boston team total under. Cause I think that the uh Bulls have been a pretty decent defensive team this year and I'm getting that extra points of juice of them being a seven point favorite. So a Boston team total under feels like a good play for me and uh, I'll take rebounds. Give me Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum to get some rebounds in this game. Just because of the fact that we talked about Andre Drummond not being there. So the death is not there and they're basically going to play every minute tonight. Like, Almost every minute they're gonna they're gonna play at least 40 minutes. I can almost guarantee you both are gonna play at least 40 minutes. So I like their opportunity to get a lot of rebounds, them playing as you know, typical kind of a little bit in the backcourt. I know Jalen Brown's a shooting guard, but he kind of plays closer to the rim and grabs a lot of boards. So I'll I'll play both of them to get rebounds. I think one or the other. It was Jason Tatum last game. So let's say it's Jalen Brown this game, get a double double.
1: Okay. I'm cool with that. It should be a pretty good plus price.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh next game on the slate we have the Charlotte Hornets traveling to Memphis to play the Memphis Grizzlies minus 11 and a half for the Grizzlies 227 and a half is the total Let's see here injury report we have Terry Rozier doubtful Cody Martin doubtful Gordon Hayward out <laughs>
1: Shit
0: <laughs> Who is who are they trying out here <laughs> All right. I mean, at this point, we're not fading. Uh, if if Memphis can get this done, it's just by how much are they yeah. able to cover a double digit spread.
1: And they let Portland hang around there. I know that they were dominating. I believe they gave up a 19 2 run in the fourth quarter. It's because they're the game so bad defensively. I know. The Hornets, yeah. though, were so bad against Chicago on a back to back, they were so bad in that game. Uh, I think I have to lean Memphis. Bain played. He had like 29 points. What else is new? Morant's very good. Adams should have a field day in the paint just based on rebounding because yeah. you, you don't have to bench him because Mason Plumley can't shoot either and he plays a bunch of minutes. So I think Adams could have a great rebounding game here if you want to go for a sneaky prop. But I'm on Memphis to win this game comfortably. It's a big spread I don't know if I can actually lay this many points with an awful defensive team, but if mm. you're asking for my prediction on the game, I think Memphis wins by 20.
0: Yeah, um last two road games haven't been that well for the Charlotte Hornets. They've gotten blown out by 20 in both games. Yeah. Uh on a
1: back-to-back in that game too and they still beat them by 20. Yeah,
0: the bull, yeah, on a back-to-back still got, you know, thrashed. So, um yeah, I can't do it. Not against Memphis. It. It. I was looking for. I was looking for a spot to be able to take a big dog, but I just can't see myself doing it with this Hornets team. Not when they're, like, and they just keep missing more and more and more. And At some point, I have to say that it's you just can't expect the bench unit to be able to play at the same level as as, as these starters. I think that the Grizzlies. This feels like a. You know, they're just now coming back home. I think they just finished up a road trip. So coming back home, got a three three game homestand. I think this is a good first home game back, and just to go ahead and get a really good strong win. So yeah, give me the Memphis Grizzlies minus eleven and a half.
1: I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bet the number, but I'm leaning Memphis as well.
0: I feel pretty decent betting the number actually.
1: I feel uh, okay about it. I th- I think I'd probably take an alternative of maybe taking a player performance double. Take yeah. like Morant thirty plus points in the Grizzlies to win. Maybe a Morant double double. If you want to get sneaky with it, maybe he gets his teammates involved. Take main yeah. three pointers, you know, something. But I don't know if I want to lay 11 and a half with a team this bad defensively. I do think Charlotte, though, is really bad.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, What was I about to say? Total set at 227. We have the Hornets who are four and four to the number on the total and we have the grizzlies who are four three and one so mm, about
1: the same do you want to back and over when a team's number one option is arguably kelly Ubre? it's
0: pj washington but
1: it's either it's not great either i'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> Not many great options he got there, yeah but i think it's to gonna be one. i think now i do think
0: that they have like i'm gonna be on their props Ubre and washington i'm gonna be on their props today because i do think that they score a bunch I just think that Memphis cleans, cleans up this game. I think this is an offensive juggernaut showcase for Memphis, and yeah. that's how they pull away. But I still I still think that this goes over.
1: I think Memphis has a shot of scoring 130, so I'm going to take the over as well. But once again, Charlotte has Oubre and uh, PJ Washington as their main shot creators here. The Oubre props, I have to like the over because even if he misses five straight to start the game, he's going to keep shooting another 15 times. Yep. It's, not, it's just about the volume. I have 100%. to like the Ubre props.
0: And at one point, he's going to start hitting about 70% of things. So.
1: At some point, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. so I'm on Ubre for sure. This actually could be the night he goes off. All right, next game on the slate, we have the, <laughs> the Los Angeles Clippers going to play the San Antonio Spurs. Minus four and a half for the Clippers on the road. 225 is the total. Look at this, Scott. 51% of money of the bets is on the under, but 93% of the money is on the over. I'm, I, I
1: mean, Clippers team total has been an absolute cash cow. By that the way. wasn't a
0: pause, people. That wasn't a pause. Yeah. I literally could not get my words out. If you're watching uh, YouTube.com slash NBA gambling podcast, I literally couldn't get the words out. It, I just can't. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. All right. Injury report real quick. Romeo Langford, Zach Collins, and Isaiah Roby. I think I saw if Zach Collins is out, actually. Uh, what but else? I have them all here for questionable. Yeah. And then for the Clippers, they're clean. Uh, that doesn't sound right, I actually. Well, without quiet. But yeah. yeah, but for the most part, for, for relatively speaking, for the Clippers, they have a clean injury report. I, I, can't, I can't stop betting the under on this team.
1: I mean, you have to. I bet the team total under with the Clippers. I had the alternative. I had the 113.5 against Houston. They scored 109 despite having 34 points in the first quarter. It didn't matter. They end up with 109. And Houston's not a great defensive team by any means. I like Spurs money line in this game. I, <laughs> faded the, I, I faded the Spurs last time out. And I said straight up Toronto's going to win this game by 20 or 30. I was wrong. They won by 40 because the Spurs had a full-on Wembenyama lineup. I appreciate and you
0: for admitting when you were wrong.
1: I was. Uh, <laughs> I, I looked at that Spurs <sighs> starting five with no Keldon Johnson and mm-hmm. with no Vessel and said straight up, this is the worst starting lineup of any team this season, and it's they're going to get killed. Yep. And Toronto much. came out and beat them by 40 and scored 140-plus points. Now the Spurs get everyone back. So it was a temporary tank job for one game. It was a spot tank job, which I capitalized on. But Kelvin Johnson being back, Vessel being back, I still like Pirtle at center. This team went healthy, was pretty good, and they started the year, what, 5-2? and two? Yep. I'm completely tossing last game in the garbage. It was a game yep. where they said, we have some somewhat injured players. We're going to punt this game. We'll be back against the Clippers, and we'll figure it out. I like San Antonio here. I think people are going to overreact to that 40-point blowout loss without any context whatsoever. And yep. you need context with the injury report. The mm-hmm. Clippers, I watched against the Rockets because I had the team total under. It was a nice sweat. It closed out a parlay on it. It was nice. But I don't like the Clippers at all. This team offensively is a train wreck. They play too slow. And I think that at the end of the day, the Spurs at home, good shot to win this game. Give me San Antonio.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm locking up San Antonio. I'm locking up San Antonio plus four and a half. Uh, there's no way that I'm laying this number against a team that's full strength on the road. And obviously, Clippers. Clippers
1: team total under. They're zero and eight to the over. They're eight and zero to the under on the team total. And their team totals have constantly been around one fifteen and a half, one fourteen and a half. I don't give a damn. They haven't gotten to like one twelve this season yet. So I'm going to keep taking the under. Yeah, I I, I just
0: it's it's bad and. The Spurs, you you said it, the Spurs have looked pretty decent. I'm not going to copy your handicap. I'm on the exact same reason. I'm locking it up. Spurs plus four and a half. L.A. Clippers team total under. I'm seeing that number sitting here currently at, uh, for the away team, minus 115 and a half. I I just don't know how we keep getting back to this 115 number. I have no idea.
1: That's my point. It keeps ending up at 115. I think they've gotten past 112 yet.
0: No. So, show yeah. We're just going to keep taking it. It's been you've been you're undefeated. You're undefeated. If you've been betting this thus far. Like, just keep taking it until it kills you. Like, let's give it let's do the blackjack theory. Sean said when I when I go on a blackjack heater. Yes, Sean is my blackjack uh, mentor. I call him Mr. Miyagi. So when I go on my blackjack heater, Sean always tells me when you miss three in a row, it's time to get up from the table and just walk away. We're on a blackjack heater with this prop. Let's just keep going until it burns us. And then yeah, we'll you're say, you're talking okay, about
1: blackjack. I feel like craps is a better example. When you're on the heater, you're on the heater. You know, yeah, you're going to let it run. No. Uh, that's yeah, the same no. case and the same,
0: I mean, same thing was in blackjack too. We was, a. am just, I'm telling you what Mr. Miyagi told me let's just ride this until it absolutely burns us because they can't get close to the number. They're not even getting close.
1: Just saying, you're, you have one guy at the table in craps. He's got the hot hand. He hasn't rolled an actual seven in about an hour and a half. At some point, you got to just keep riding it. Yep. 100%. The Clippers team total under is going to be that massive moneymaker for me so far because I've been all over it and it's been very kind to me. Thoughts? All right. I'm sure.
0: Let's go next game on the slate. We have the Golden State Warriors finishing up their road trip. I'm pretty sure they're finishing up this road trip because it's been a really long road trip. Uh, yes, they are finishing up their road trips with the New Orleans, New Orleans Pelicans. Pelicans are laying four and a half to and a half is the total for this game. Injury wise, I have... Herb Jones, who is probable, and Brandon Ingram, who is probable. So it looks like we're having a full assortment of staff here. Four and a half for the Pelicans. Can you please find me some way for how I can sensibly back the Warriors in this spot?
1: Um, You're kind of just hoping that Curry goes nuclear if he even plays. I, I, there's really nothing to like about Golden State right now besides overs. And that's really the main way to go. Yeah, you're you're at the point where the Warriors have won several championships. Of course, they won last year, and Steve Kerr's messing with the rotations. These are the defending champions, and they're messing with rotations. Like they got serious problems. Yeah, and all the chemistry they had last year has gone out the window because they can't stop anybody. I'm still salty that New Orleans lost to the Lakers last time out. Really mm. salty about it because when you got a coach of the year future, you can't afford to give away free wins. But New Orleans should dominate in the paint. Golden State's a bottom-10 rebounding team in the league. You have Valanchunas. You have Zion. Ingram's back. I got to like New Orleans here. That's also assuming Golden State's at full strength, which I don't think they're going to be because it was a competitive game. It was a game where a lot of the starters had to play a bunch of minutes. If you hear a last-second scratch of Curry, maybe Jordan Poole, maybe Andrew Wiggins, nobody would be surprised at
0: all. And Kurt does stuff like that. Like I'm I'm surprised. Kurt hasn't even told us beforehand already that he's not playing somebody.
1: I'm expecting clay not to play. For example, I don't think clay's going to play tonight. Pure guess on my part.
0: Yeah. If you like Pelicans, you got to bet this number right here. You have to yep. bet this number right here if you like Pelicans. If you're on Warriors, you just wait. Just wait because it's not going to drop. The line's not no, going to drop. No so if they, if everybody plays, it's going to stay here at this 4.5 because this 4.5 is if everybody's playing. But
1: <sighs> I'm on the over, but I, I do think a team total over might be the way to go. I do think at the end of the day, New Orleans might win in blowout fashion. If you want to talk about yeah. a good get-right spot or just a good spot to <laughs> take some anger out, you have a full roster after Ingram missed about a week with a concussion. You just handed over a free game in overtime to the Lakers the game prior. Now yeah. you're returning home. New Orleans at the smooth. It's it's the Smoothie King Arena, right? Yep, Smoothie King. So far, the home crowd. Very- hey, it's Smoothie King Friday. I'm about to go get some. Uh, I would I, not not gonna lie. I could kind of use a smoothie or a slurpee right? Yeah. Now. Hey, way. no
0: Smoothie King Friday is five dollars. Like a large
1: smoothie, five dollars. Yeah. So you're telling me the crowd's going to be into it and they have discounted smoothies? Yeah, I'm going with the Pelicans. <laughs> they're they're going to be ready to roll. Come on. All right, so... Get the energy shot on there with the smoothie? Yeah, ready. Yeah, Move yeah. The All
0: right, so... Man, I'm really trying to force myself on Golden State because it's just so much to, like... It's the ultimate spot. Yeah, and it's so much not to like about the Pelicans in that last game. Like, that, like... I know we sit here we're talking about how, you know, super pissed we are. Like, I'm really pissed they gave that game away. There's no reason. One, they shouldn't, they shouldn't even been back in a reason to be back in the game because they were so bad to start the game. And then they you, found you a just way for Daniels their way to back. make a
1: free throw. Daniels yeah. makes a
0: free throw, you win. So, yeah. And so whatever. I'm still, you know, I'm still have this stat about road back to backs, road teams on back to backs early in the season. And they're like some. 50 60% covering on the road with because everybody assumes that you know they're on a bat to bat, they're going to be tired, they're not going to, you know, on the road. Home team's going to be very locked in, all that. It's a very, very good trend that's been going on for years in the NBA. So, because we've agreed on everything on the slate thus far, I will pivot and I'll go going to state just because everybody's betting New Orleans, and I honestly, truly. In my experience, every time I've been on the side of New Orleans, when everybody's on New Orleans, it just doesn't go my way. It didn't go my way last time Mm -hmm. with the Lakers. I just don't like betting New Orleans when they're a a public team. When they're a public team, I do not like betting New Orleans. So, yeah, I'll go Golden State here, plus four and a half.
1: I'm just trying to think of how Golden State's going to stop anybody in the paint in this game. Oh, absolutely not. I have have no idea. They're going to have to be unconscious. This is going to have
0: to be unconscious scoring by both teams, which is why we're on the over.
1: And I once again, if you want my hot take, I think Clay Thompson is not going to play.
0: Yeah. All right. Next game on the slate. We have Toronto Raptors going to play the Dallas Mavericks. Mavericks are minus three and a half at home, 216 and a half on the total. Going over to an injury report, we have uh, Fred Van Fleet, who is questionable for this game. Seventy five percent of the bets, seventy eight percent of money on Toronto. Completely understand after they completely destroyed the Spurs last
1: game. They won the last two games by thirty plus because they killed Trey Young in Atlanta. By oh, 30 sure did. Prior.
0: Probably a little bit of overreaction there. Probably a slight, slight tad bit overreaction. Uh, let's, what have these two teams done against each other recently?
1: Dallas has actually done very well in that dead uh, against. I feel Toronto. like it, yeah, I feel yeah. They, Dallas has
0: won the last three. Uh, they might One have won last,
1: five of six or like five of seven. No, nah, it was three of five.
0: Well. Yeah, they won the last three, then Toronto won the two before that. They've uh, won 114, 110 in Dallas in the 2021 season. Last season, they they swept the two games, 103, 95 in Toronto and 102, 98 in Dallas. And I mean, it makes sense because Dallas can be a really good defensive team. And last year, Jason Kidd, had them locked in on defense. They were a really, really good defensive team. I haven't seen that from them this year. It just kind of feels like that they're letting, you know, open shooters make open shots. And uh, well,
1: that's why Jason Kidd got fired from Milwaukee. He gave up too many corner threes.
0: Yeah, and so uh, I do think that this is a bad spot for Toronto. <laughs> I think this is the
1: fine bad, bad spot. Why don't Why don't you like the spot for Toronto?
0: I just think that coming off of those two blowout wins, Dallas looks like they're to be leaning a little bit. And this is the last game of a road trip. Okay, And so now they're about to go back home and they're about to get Chicago back home for a mini series where they play at home and then they go and play on the road in Chicago the next day. And that's literally you know, Sunday. So that's like, it's a little bit of a look ahead. And last game, you're ready to get home on a road trip. I I don't know. I just think that I kind of like Dallas in this spot. I feel like there's good reason for everybody to be on Toronto. I understand it. But this line opened up at four and a half. Now I get it under two possessions. I kind of like that for Dallas. Give me the Dallas Mavericks minus three and a half. Luka's been doing something crazy this year. And I think that this is a spot where Christian Wood can get right coming and playing against that second unit of the Raptors, or really the first unit, because we know that Nick Nurse plays the starters the entire game. But Christian Wood, I really think Christian Wood can dial in and be really, really strong on the boards and inside the paint in this game and really give it to Pascal Siakam, OGM, Nubli, and some of those other guys on the inside. And I think that player, that player right there is going to be the missing, well, not the missing link, but that extra push that Dallas needs in this game. So, yeah, give me the Mavericks minus three and a half.
1: So for me, this line has me confused because after the two great performances against, well, let's be honest, two teams that were not that high on Atlanta might be very good. We'll find out. But as of right now, I think they're hit or miss and the Spurs were tanking. That's why I took Toronto. So I understand that you can argue the level of competition wasn't great in those games. They still won by 30 plus and Toronto has won four or five. They've been really good lately. Dallas did beat Utah. Very Mm -hmm. nice come from behind win there beat Orlando, they lost to Oklahoma City by six at home the game prior, beat Brooklyn on the road in overtime the game before that. So going into this game, I was going to take Toronto because I thought that after the defensive job they did on Trey Young, I thought they'd be able to hound Luka and force him to make a bunch of mistakes. Then I saw Luka's stats against Toronto (laughs) in like the last three or four (laughs) games. And he just walks into a triple-double like every time they play. Really? And that kind of scared me off. His numbers are really, really good. Uh, I think the last time he played against Toronto, he had like forty-two, eleven, and ten. Wasn't it? Wasn't that something the disgusting. Was that
0: the game where he and Pascal Siakam both had a triple? Is that that game where both and been, Pascal Siakam had a
1: triple double? Just to go through some of the stat lines for Luca, the shooting percentage could be better at times, but his volume, of course, is large. The last time he played against Toronto, he had forty-one, fourteen, and seven. Time before that, he had twenty-seven, nine, and twelve. Time before that, he had 20, 10, and 11. So Toronto can't really guard the guy, I'll be honest Mm -hmm. with you. But I like this Toronto team. And I'll say it again, I think they're better when Van Vliet's not on the court. I've said it before, I'm going to say it again. I don't think Van Vliet's going to play tonight. Give me Toronto. I like the plus money with a team that has a much better overall just roster, in my opinion, and much better depth than the opposition. I know it's, in the, it's on the road. I know Dallas is a good home court, but I'm going to take Toronto here because I just really like what I've seen. I think offensively and defensively, they are playing like a complete unit, and Dallas still relies so heavily on a isolation ball that if he has even a slightly off game, they might be screwed. Yeah. And it's really interesting that Luka's averaging over 36 points per game, and he can't shoot the three for crap. He's shooting 23.7% from three. 23.7% from three, and he's averaging over 36 points per game, which is crazy to me, but yeah. I'm going to go with Toronto. I'm hoping they have a decent game plan prepared.
0: All right. Total set at 216 and a half.
1: I'm on the under. Really? Yeah. Toronto offensively has been really good the last couple of games, but I do think based on pace alone, Dallas is going to want to play in the half court because that's how they operate with Luca And Toronto's really not afraid to play in the half court either. We've seen them go up-tempo against the likes of Philly and Atlanta. The Spurs didn't have anybody. They were just playing a scrimmage, basically, and just had a Mm -hmm. bunch of wide-open dunks. But Dallas a good defensive team. It's mostly the pace for me. I think Dallas is going to do whatever it can to play in the half court because that's what they want to do. Give me an under. I think you'll see a very competitive, lower-scoring game in this one. I'm going on the under. Which might sound surprising, but I like the under in this spot.
0: No, no, I'm with you. All right, yeah, you 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 sway me. I just I was fading this map scene, but no, you sway me. I I like the under, and and it's been some reverse line movement. 84 percent of bets, 72 percent of money on the over it's come down two points. All right, next game on the slate we have the Portland Trail Blazers going to play the Phoenix Suns. Minus 10.5, minus 11, looks like now, is the line. 2.19.5 is the total. We have Anthony Simons, who is questionable for this game. Trenton Watford, who's been out. And then DeAndre Ayton and Tori Craig are both probable. Cameron we'll Crane in. is questionable. Simons and is, Ish you, Wainwright is out.
1: I was going to say, Simons is really the only one that matters. Because we know that Ayton is not going to play... Phoenix has been good without him in years past. No, Aiton's playing. That... Aiton's playing. Oh, he is back.
0: Yeah, so Aiton and Craig are probable. You have Cameron Payne, who is questionable, and you have Ish Wayne Wright, who is out.
1: I was under the impression that Aiton was going to miss like a week or so. so that's no, why no, I no. They say he's probable for this but... game. Okay, either way. Point is that Phoenix is good with or without him. Simons is huge because without Lillard, he's really their only hope of scoring in yep. this game, besides Jeremy Grant. But and that's probably why this really like... line's
0: jumped up because yeah. there's a good possibility that he doesn't play.
1: I'm on Phoenix. I feel like if Simon's plays, I don't exactly trust them anyway, because Phoenix is just such an absolute unit, especially so at home. Phoenix they're, is. They're so good at home. They're so they've, so they've
0: gotten, yeah, the past couple of games, they've gotten a large line and this game has been, the game has probably been like close. And then that fourth quarter, they just somehow find a way to cover it. Oh,
1: know. they bring the starters back in. And it's an immediate, like, yeah, it's an immediate
0: change and they it. cover That's what happened in that. in literally that's what happened in the Minnesota game yeah. where, Minnesota went on a run when the starters sat down, and then as soon as the starters came back, Phoenix won and covered easily. So
1: It's also a revenge game because they lost in Portland in overtime because Aiden missed those free throws at the end of overtime where Lillard might have said something to him to get under his skin, but it Uh, worked out. But I feel very chalky today. I feel that way too, but 10.5 is a a line where a lot of people probably won't want to lay it. I like the revenge spot. I like the fact that Lillard and Simons might be out. If both of them are out, it's a repeat of the second half of last year for Portland, and that's not that's not where you want to be. I'll take Phoenix at home. This team at home is insane. They're five and zero. They've been crushing teams. I think if Simons is out, Suns win this game by twenty. I think they crush this team.
0: Oh, huh, man, um, Portland number one team in the league. ATS this season six and one. Phoenix not far behind them five and two. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ah man, this is a big number. I, I can't. I'm not. So I'm not. I'm not officially getting down on this until I know if Simon's plays. If Simon's plays, I'll just go ahead, close my eyes, and take the 11. But if Simon's is out, then there's not a number you could have in front of me that's probably too big for this Suns team, especially when they get in the fourth quarter. The starters come back in, and they just blow the lead open. So, yeah, that's that's basically. I hate to give a handicap like that, but. If Simons plays, I'm on I'm on Portland. If he doesn't play, I'm on Phoenix.
1: For the Pretty record, simple. I'm assuming Simons is not going to play because according to his injury, he has a left foot inflammation. That's yeah. not the injury you want to play on, especially in the early portion of a season, because if it's inflamed, then if you play on it, you might make it even worse and re-aggravate it. And re-aggravate it. So it seems like based on the injury, especially to the foot, that he won't play, if I had to speculate, because that is the type of injury that you'd rather put some ice on it, give him a couple days off, and make sure it doesn't cause him to struggle for the next couple weeks.
0: Yeah. All
1: That's right. That type of injury. So,
0: 219 is total. It's come down. Money is coming in on the over, and it keeps dropping. Probably because of. They really Lillard, think Simons is not going to play. Lillard, Simons. Yeah, all of that. Uh. I feel like Portland's really good to the over.
1: I wanna say they are, but I know Simons is one of the worst defensive players I lied. in the league. I lied. I lied I lied bad. I lied very, okay. very bad. Okay. They're
0: actually one of the worst teams. They're two, four, and one. <laughs> and Phoenix is three-and-three-and-one. And that does I mean, make sense because I bet the over the other day and it didn't cash. And I was like, wait, Memphis and Portland playing it didn't go over. And it didn't. And it's just because Portland's been, we talked about it earlier. Portland's been sneaky good defensively. Mm-hmm. Like very sneaky good defensively to start this season. And I mean I I like the narrative of when the starters are out and the backups are in. The backups have a little bit more intensity to them on the defensive side of basketball. That's why I think that Charlotte has been better defensively because these are guys that are trying to make sure they stay on the team when the starters come back. And how do you do that? You play both sides of the court. Yeah, I'll go ahead and I'll back it. Give me an under 219.
1: Yeah, I think for me, I'm going to end up going with the under. I don't feel great about it, because Phoenix could score 120 here, and I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) But I'm going to go with the under. I just think pace is going to be low. Simon's, once again, a great over player, because he's a great shooter, and he can't guard anyone. So you can argue that the defense might be better without him, and the offense will obviously be worse. I'm going to lean to the under. I think Phoenix is out to an early lead. Maybe coast a little bit in the second half, but give me the under. All right,
0: next game on the slate, we have the Milwaukee Bucks going on the road to play the Minnesota Timberwolves, minus Three and a half for the Milwaukee Bucks. 227 is the total for the game. We also have uh, injuries. Let's see. Rudy Gobert is questionable. Anthony Edwards is questionable. Giannis is probable. And that is about it. Is this the spot where M- Milwaukee takes their first loss?
1: No. I don't think it's the first spot they're going to take a loss. I mean, I think this team is – they were my pick to win the East and be the one seed. They've looked like it so far. Uh, You you said Gobert's going to be out, potentially.
0: Yeah, he's questionable. He's questionable. I think it's more of a just a have to have him on an injury report questionable. but.
1: So I'm confused how Milwaukee's only minus three and a half if Gobert might not play And, and Edwards might not play. I don't understand this line at all. Does this line make any sense to you?
0: No, it no, it probably should be it should be more.
1: I, I don't get it. But I'm gonna I'm gonna lean to Milwaukee. If Gobert's not playing, I'll take the over and points and rebounds or whatever for Towns. Cause I'm sure he'd love to put up a nice stat line with Gobert not hogging the middle every time. But I like Milwaukee too much. I just think this is a very good team because Giannis is incredible. Uh we mentioned on Minnesota. Would struggle this season with chemistry, and the offensive rating has been a disaster as a mm-hmm. result. But with Gobert out of the lineup, maybe you can argue that it gets back on track. But Edwards is still a very good player as well. Based on this current injury report, and assuming where the line movement might come in on, if either Gobert or Edwards miss, this line's probably going closer to I'd say five or six, maybe more. I'm on Milwaukee. They're going to be missing Connaughton. They're missing Middleton, obviously. They're missing Ingles. I don't really care, to be honest. It's the same line that they've had already that they're 7-0 with. Give me Milwaukee. Minnesota's a team that I thought would be mediocre. They are. And missing players isn't going to help. So I'm going to go with Milwaukee. Oh,
0: uh, uh, man. So... Milwaukee has their number last year, had their number last year. Won both meetings last year, 113-108 in Milwaukee. Not Milwaukee, Minnesota had their number. Minnesota won both meetings, 113-108 in Milwaukee and one in Minnesota 138-119. I feel like Giannis still cooks Rudy Gobert. I'm we just talk, trying to remember. This. Yeah, I'm trying to remember this off the top of my head, and I feel like Giannis still cooks Rudy Gobert. I just know like, we I,
1: talk all the time about Minnesota's bench being a train wreck, and now they might be missing Gobert and Edwards. So I don't really know what I'm supposed to like about this team right now.
0: I'm assuming both of them play. I think both of them play. So I'm, I'm in my handicap. I'm assuming both of them play. I,
1: I agree I, with LG though, because LG mentioned in the comment. Is it a trap? It feels that way. I'm
0: yeah, be honest. And- it really does. But. Normally, if it's a trap, I just kind of accept the fact that I'm dead. But I think I'm leaning the side of the trap in this one just because these have been pretty close to meetings. Minnesota this year is an under team. They've been able to hold teams, you know, to pretty decent uh, production and if you're telling me just it's just the size and the massiveness of the bodies, like the, the massive size of the bodies that they have to throw at Milwaukee, to throw at Brooke Lopez, to throw at Giannis, to throw at Bobby Portis. Like it if just go, if feels, Gobert plays. Yeah, if Gobert plays for sure. This all goes out the window if Gobert and Edwards doesn't play. But I also think that they have what like I also think they have the players offensively to be able to keep this. I don't know. I'm a. I think this is a game make it up for. This is a game they feel like they can win. Or four and four. I'll, I'll back. I'll back Minnesota here plus three and a half. And I reserve the right to change my mind if Anthony Edwards or Rico Bear is out.
1: So I'm going to lean Milwaukee because if either of them are out, you're going to see massive line movement in favor of Milwaukee. I'm right. not going to bet this actually. I think this is definitely trappy. It, I don't understand this line at all. But if you want to talk about where line or where money might come in. I will assume one of these two will be out. Gobert had zero. It, Gobert had one field goal attempt against a backup center Yeah. in the Phoenix matchup. That's embarrassing. Like I think he has to be injured to some degree. So I'm going to go with Milwaukee. But once again, it does seem very trappy, and I don't feel great about it.
0: All right. Next game on last game on the slate. Let's go ahead and finish out. Get the people out of here. We have the Utah Jazz going to play the LA Lakers. Minus three for the Lakers. 228 is the total. And injury report-wise, here we have uh Belmaro, who is out. Fonsechio. I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh questionable. For Utah, LeBron probable, Anthony Davis questionable. If it goes anywhere of the, por- of the course, Anthony Davis is going to play. Minus three for the Lakers after they just came in one-two straight against this Utah team. <laughs> 53% of the bets on the Lakers, 97% of the money on Utah. <laughs> and yet the line moved from two and a half to three. I don't know what to make of that.
1: I I want to sit here and
0: say Utah so bad.
1: I really like Utah as a team. I think they're fun. I think they're going to get mauled by AD and LeBron on the glass and on the interior. I don't know how they're supposed to stop either of them.
0: I think this line is too short, man. I like Utah when we get, like, Points like when there's value yeah. on Utah money line five are getting or more. points. When yeah, them, getting I, don't like I don't like getting like Utah. Like, yeah. I don't like getting Utah as a favorite or laying a small number. I really don't like that. And but I hate taking this Lakers team as well, which is also equally as frustrating. I'm going with the Lakers minus three, and it's because of what you said that I think that Anthony Davis and LeBron are going to dominate them on the glass. It's
1: going they to they be- have to, right? I mean, they're against two <laughs> Olenek and Vanderbilt to get them to foul. Marketing, game? like yeah, marketing, or- like
0: it, and marketing size alone. I don't think strength wise he can compare it to either one or the oh. other. But yeah, no, I, I think Jordan Clarkson is going to have a pretty good game here, and you know just how maybe Pat Bev kind of pivots over to Clarkson at one point trying to slow him down. But I think Jordan Carson can have a pretty decent game. Just looking at that Lakers rotation, S- seeing him pick his spots, probably get the matchup that he wants to get and just being able to cook. But the Lakers have looked a lot better with Russ coming off the bench. Like they have, the, they have looked a lot better and Russ has looked good coming off the bench, being able to play how he wants to play basketball. And, my friend texted me the other day. He was like, hey, Russ looks like magic coming off the bench. And I'm not going to lie. There were some moments where I was like, yeah, okay, that was pretty magic-like. like That was pretty magic-like. He is definitely taking the role of the point guard and just going, getting his spot, getting to the rim, and also getting the people around him the shots they need. They're playing so much better when he's locked in on the bench right now. So, yeah, I'm going Lakers minus three. I'm
1: going to take the Lakers, too. At the end of the day, we know Utah likes to chuck away a bunch of threes. The Lakers are actually good at three-point defense. Uh, They're allowing 33.3% for opponents on three-point shots, and that's tied for sixth best in the league. So if they can match up well against the three-point line and they're going to dominate the glass and on the interior, assuming AD and LeBron play, I think it's a very good matchup for the Lakers. So even though I don't like the Lakers at all, even though I like this Utah team, I like the matchup itself. I'll take the Lakers.
0: All right. That is total two twenty eight. I'm waiting under. Uh, the- you said you lean under. I am. Let me see. I'm, what I'm what, what are these? Under. What are these teams doing? L A three and four to the over, and we have
1: Utah should be Utah. pretty good to the over. But
0: where? Wait, am I tripping? No, three and six. So three and six, three and four. Yeah, okay. I mean the the trend thus far in the season is that your under has claimed right here.
1: I'm only under conceptually because I just said I'm picking the Lakers. They can actually guard the three-point one, so I think defensively they're actually going to be decent in this game. Yeah, they and,
0: and they've been decent de- defensively. Yeah and, like, and offen- yeah,
1: and offensively, yes, I think LeBron and AD are going to cook. There's three-point shooting is still awful. No offense to Matt Ryan, I know you had the big shot in the corner there, but I do think you're looking at the Lakers playing slow. Because you have LeBron AD, and AD takes nine years to go up and down the court. So I just see pace being a bit of an issue for the over in this one. I'm going to go with the under.
0: Yeah, Lakers covering four of the last five versus the Jazz. I'm with you. Yep. All right, let's do it. Under there. Uh, like I said, prop-wise, I'm on Clarkson today. I just think that this is Clarkson back in L.A. I kind of like that narrative right there. I'll go with Jordan Clarkson.
1: I have no uh, AD props, but I think he goes absolutely nuts in this game. Utah is going to get mauled by AD in this matchup. Are they better? Like, this is a game where AD has to take over because this is the matchup you dream of. You got Kelly Olenek on you. What more do you want?
0: Yeah. All right. Let's go. And that was the last game of the slate. So, before we get into our lock and dog, I got to talk to you about a sports gambling podcast because you have a chance where you can win a – Lawrence Taylor or a Brian Dawkins jersey all you have to do is subscribe to youtube.com slash sports podcast make sure you comment on a video each new video you comment on that is another chance for you to enter the contest and win a jersey of course you're going to win the Lawrence Taylor jersey because why would you pick Brian Dawkins over Lawrence Taylor come on unless you're from Philly then I understand all right lock and dog time for my lock, oh, uh, I feel like it's a lot that I actually like when I sleep. Let's go with, uh, yeah, let's just take the points with Spurs. Give me a Spurs plus four and a half. Uh, that's, that's a lock. Even if they lose this game, they lose it close. This, this isn't anything that the Clippers run away with. Give them the Spurs plus four and a half. half. They're full strength, I think that that last game was an anomaly because they were missing three of their best players in the game. So, yep, I'll do that. Spurs plus four. That's my lock for my dog. <laughs> uh... I don't have enough confidence in Golden State.
1: I was gonna say unless you wanted to pivot and take the Spurs money line as the dog, or you could yeah. Double down
0: Who do I like better to get a win?
1: You mentioned Minnesota potentially, but you weren't even sure about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I, I was looking at that and just saying you gonna live a little and take game. Chicago.
0: I could. I could. I'm not going to do it in an immediate rematch. I just. I don't want to jinx. I don't want to jinx Chicago because as soon as I take Chicago as the dog, and then it means that the Celtics are going to win and cover. So I don't want to Indi- jinx Chicago. Indiana. Yeah, Indiana is a, is is a good one. Indiana. Nobody's nobody's betting. Yeah, give me that. Let's just do that. It's a villain uh, move. Yeah, and and nobody's talking about that game. Give me Indiana. I see I'm what plus one thirty. Give or take. I yeah. feel short. Yeah, all right. I'll do Indiana. Give me Indiana plus 130. I think this is a bad spot. And I like fate in the Heat as favorites on the road. Or should I flip that? I should flip that. Yeah, yeah. What's the... Who has the bigger money line? Spurs had a big money line. Okay. All right. So, flip it. I lied. Erase everything I just said. Give me Sight. Indiana plus four. Indiana yeah. plus four. That's my lock. And then for my dog, give me the, the Spurs money line at plus 160. There we okay. go. That's yeah. better.
1: So for me, I gave it on YouTube. I'm going to give it out again here. I'm going with the Wizards, minus three as my lock. I gave it out at two on YouTube, but I still like it. There's nothing to like about the Nets team. And even though you want to make a case for the team potentially, you know, having a good game without its second best player, maybe the role players, uh, you know, have a great game here. What role players? (laughs) What, What do they have? This team's really bad. Also, historically... Uh, when traveling to D.C. to take on the Wizards, Nets are 5-16-1 ATS in the last 22 meetings in D.C. They are oh, awful traveling oh, to D.C. And as a Nets fan, I could have selectively <laughs> recall them being terrible traveling here, but I looked it up last night. They are atrocious traveling to D.C. But the Wizards are a good rebounding team, mediocre defensive team. They have a lot of scoring depth. The Nets have none of those things with Kyrie being out, and they have an yeah. interim coach. I think it's a really bad spot for the Nets. I'll fade them for the foreseeable future, and I'll go with the Wizards there, minus three as my lock. For my dog, I really, really wanted to take a player prop, but they wouldn't give me the 14 damn-plus rebounds, and I'm pissed. So I got to (laughs) figure out what the hell I want to do, because I clearly wanted Vucevic to have a very good rebounding game, and now I'm just salty. Uh, So I got to find something else. San Antonio, I'm tempted by. It better be up there later. That's all I got to say. I am so annoyed that it's not there. Uh, can I get double double? Is that plus money? Maybe <laughs> I doubt. I doubt it would be plus money, but I'm kind of scrambling unfair. here.
0: Uh, let me let me help you look. I'll do it's, that. much. It's
1: a bunch of garbage. No, it's not even here for double double. All right, fade. all right, hold
0: on. Let me go to. Uh...
1: I can say the name because we're roasting them. I mean, it's not a free promotion. We're roasting. We're just roasting the book for being bad. Right? Isn't that like a rule? You can say the name if you're just. I don't know. I'm
0: not, I'm not getting cussed out by the, by the bosses. <laughs> okay. All right.
1: I might have accidentally said it there, so apologies, but I think you know what <laughs> I'm talking about. Whatever. I'm passionate about my next right,
0: Uh Oh, man. Let me see if we can find.
1: You know uh, what? I'm just going to uh, make I don't it see easier. It. Yeah. I screw don't see it. it. I'm going to make it easy. Just screw it. Give me the Spurs. my dog. I I thought about the Raptors, but eh, I'll go with San Antonio. I faded the Clippers this season. It's worked out well every time. It's a real overreaction to what happened in the last game, and San Antonio just benched all their best players. I think it's a very nice spot where the public's in to back the Clippers. They'll They'll assume after beating the Rockets by like eight or nine, they're ready to go. I watched the game. They sucked. They really were not good. They don't, look good, they really, really they don't look good at all. They were really, really bad. They don't look good at all. They really bad. They look so bad. San Antonio plays with heart. I like it. And I do think that since they can rebound well with, with Purtle, they have a lot of good guards that are kind of underrated. Give me San Antonio on the money line. I think they got a good shot to win the game at home. I'd be so
0: pissed if San Antonio gets buried by this Clippers team. Like, you don't know how mad I'd be.
1: I think right. either the Spurs or the Raptors win. That's my, I don't call it a hot take, but I think at least one of those dogs are going to win. I'm going to go with San Antonio.
0: All right. Double dog for San Antonio. For us, you have Wizards minus three. I have the Pacers plus four. Anything else for people before we get up out of here, Scott?
1: Uh, no, not really. Definitely fun going through the card. Uh, I know it's been a couple long episodes, but we have a lot of a lot of games. We're and, getting you know, our reps. We're getting our reps and we're going to trim it down. Yeah, yeah join the show because you want the in-depth breakdown where we're not going to just tell you to take the favorites every time. So we, we, we got to dive in. But so far, NBA has been good. It was a bit of a cold start <laughs> for me on the locks. We've kind of heated up a bit lately, which is nice. And and hopefully hopefully we
0: keep it rolling. I, well, no, I've hit a lock, but I'm not hitting many of them. Take my dogs. My dogs are doing well.
1: Well, you'd rather hit the dogs in the locks because that leads you the lose money. Right. So there you go. All right,
0: everyone, make sure you subscribe to the NBA Gambling Podcast. Make sure you leave a review. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. YouTube.com/slash NBA Gambling Podcast. Uh, I really don't have anything else to say. I mean, we talked about. Make sure you get on Jalen Brunson today, guys. We're on Jalen Brunson today, so yeah, yeah, we're doing that. Let's ride. Anything
1: that else? would have been a hell of a dog to give out if I gave out twenty five plus points plus and plus five four. No, but oh. I'm, no.
0: It's all right. It doesn't okay. matter. I'm, we're telling. We
1: already picked. We can't go back. But
0: okay. I am saying that. Bet Jalen Brunson 25 plus at plus 550. Like, we're telling you to do that. We're, we are actually telling you to it's do it. It's one of the Bet only
1: ones this book has. I, I, yeah. I got to take it, don't I? Yeah. All right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. We're getting up out of here. I have nothing else to say. I have no idea how I'm in the podcast. Let's just end it like this. We are out.
1: Basketball. getting